Welcome to Blessed and Abundant, the podcast that empowers you to stop being average and start living life more abundantly. We are your hosts, Kayla and Mate, and we are so excited that we get to talk about abundant life emotionally, spiritually, and relationally. Love it. Guys, today, this is for our single people. We hear you. We see you. We know you. Yes. (laughs) so if you're still in your singleness season we remember what what that's like it's like year after year birthday after birthday you are still single and you're wondering lord have you forgotten about me is this ever going to happen to me am i doing something wrong is something wrong with me and you're just wait like wondering how do you walk through the waiting and do it well i think yeah we as I was saying, I was I was like trying to be funny, but like we were there. Like there is not a single person in this planet Earth that hasn't gone through singleness. Like mm-hmm. everybody experienced True. singleness at one point True. of their lives. And speaking of singleness, we do have some good news. We have some bad news. Um, we have more good news than bad news. Mm-hmm. We have some tips and tricks we have some advices but more more so ever is that a good word more so ever no it's not moreover <laughs> I, don't know I don't know but what i want to say is we i've been single for nine years you were you were i was i said i was you said I was, i've been you're I've not been, single now i've been uh-huh <laughs> Uh-huh, that means that I still am. Yeah. I'm struggling with my English today. It's okay. <laughs> He's not single. We're married. <laughs> I was single for nine, nine long years. Mm. And I've been through a lot. I've been through a lot of phases of single ship. Am I making up English words today? Yeah, but it's okay. Okay. <laughs> single season. And... We want to talk about how to walk through mm-hmm. it and what is like the best advices that we can give you from our experience, from what we've gone through, from what I've, what I've been through, from what Kayla has been through. So, are we ready, babes? Mm-hmm. You want to wanna dive in? Yes, you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, as I said, I was single for nine years and whew, I would say like the, the weight of single season it comes in waves and the most important thing in every single season as a christian is that you build your relationship with the lord Mm -hmm. and this is the time to strengthen and build your relationship with the lord this is when you do it right first and foremost this is when you actually have the most time Mm -hmm. in your life (laughs) like when you are with someone or you do or like you're dating you don't have as much time as you did when you were single like that's that's an that's a no-brainer you have more time for the lord and this is actually a season that you can use to draw closer to the lord so 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 much that's what i did Mm um i was i told the lord uh when i was hmm, i think i was around 20 at that point i told the lord listen lord i know some people love um marriage they're called to it i know i'm called to it but i know some people this is their number one priority and that's okay and i respect that lord but for me 
this was not a number one priority. And I told him, listen, if you want me to get married now, I'm I'm in. Mm-hmm. If you want me to get married in 10 or 15 years, I'm in. It turns out it was 13, 12 years. <laughs> 12 or 13 years. Um, but... I have to be honest, like last couple of couple of years, I was already, wow, Lord, <laughs> like, I don't know. Did you, did you figure out my, like, did you understood my prayer literally when I said yeah. like whenever, whatever. Um, so this was, that was, that was maybe specific for me, but I still went through the, the single phase uh, and the single season. Um, my main thing and the main thing that was on my heart, I want to build my relationship with the Lord because I know that everything comes from my re- mm-hmm. relationship with the Lord. Um, I think, uh, as I mentioned, you have more time. And usually what people do and what I would do sometimes, you dream about the future. You dream about How's it going to look like when you're married, when you have someone to cuddle, Mm -hmm. you know, when you have someone to sit on a couch and watch a movie or go to the movies or go to the dates and be romantic and light up the candles and cook dinner, like all these stuff you're dreaming about them, which is good. And you should be dreaming with the Lord. But sometimes I notice it with myself and with other people, we start dreaming so much about that that we're actually living in our future, we're not living in our present. Mm -hmm. And that's something that the Lord needed to remind me a lot of times, uh, to live in the present, to live in the now, to live in the single season that I am now. It's not that we are not allowed to dream, but our dreams are dreams. We are still living in Mm -hmm. the the now and the season that it's now. And again, that's one of the things that how the Lord was drawing me to himself, how the Lord was, hey, this is now, come to me so that I can give you what you need for these, this season now. And one of the questions, like I would, I would like to encourage all of you, um, great question that you can ask the Lord, like, Lord, what are you teaching me now? Mm-hmm. Lord, what are you showing me now in this season right. of my life? Um, one other thing I think that was significant for me and for my relationship with the Lord, and we do it in all of the areas of our life, we compare ourselves to others. We compare, oh, how does his life look like? How does his prayer life look like? His ministry, his mm-hmm. job, like whatever. And we do the same with uh, with spouses or with boyfriends and girlfriends. Oh, like he or she had so many boyfriends that mean nothing. Like uh, she is receiving all the texts. I'm I'm not receiving any texts, you know. Um, don't compare yourselves with others because comparison is a killer of joy. And again, what is the Lord teaching you right now? What is the Lord teaching you right now? And this is the time when you're in your single season, um, always, whatever you are going through, to go back to the Lord and say, hey, Lord, I am feeling like this. He is having all the dates, all the girls, or she is having all the boyfriends. She, like, people would 
this is what happens very often. You would recognize um, that someone else is living your dream. Right. Someone else has what you are supposed to have. Mm -hmm. And that really, really hurts because you see it in someone else and then you think they stole your dream. You think now it happened to them, now it will not happen to me, which again is the lie of the enemy. We, we, we tell it every time. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Mm -hmm. And whenever we are weak and we are not seeking the Lord, we are not coming to him with our feelings, with our emotions that are real, we are not... Um, we are not living in the truth and we're not receiving the truth so that the truth about who we are and who he is would become part of our hearts so we could become established in the Lord so that we can fight the enemy with the truth. And then it happens again and again and we're just in this down down spiral. Um, so I think what I want to say, like when we speak about, when we talk about the Lord and the single season this is the time when Jesus has to, it mu he must, he has to become your best friend mm -hmm. and your lover. Because when your spouse comes, your spouse is supposed to be your best friend and your lover. But he or she should not replace that best friend and lover that Jesus already is. Mm -hmm. So that is super, super important because marriage marriage is beautiful. Marriage can be beautiful, can be amazing. You get to do all the things or dating, all the things that you always wanted. That person becomes your best friend, your lover once you're married. But now where is Jesus? Right. So that's why the single season, Jesus has to become your best friend, your lover. He is your everything and this is the season to do it. So look at this season as look at the season as an opportunity to um to have more time to to use it to get closer mm -hmm. to him because then you're building foundations when your person comes um and i also want to say like i know some peeps are listening to this that are already in love with Jesus, they have a relationship with Jesus. But as we always say, like, there's always more. There's always more. You can always, 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 always go deeper. And you cannot have an amazing marriage without Jesus. Mm -hmm. Like, it is impossible. Um, I think... I think what's on my heart also, when we talk about the single season and our relationship with the Lord is how sometimes hurtful it is and how much painful it is to go through, through through our singleness. And we have an opportunity to bring this hurt, to bring this pain again to him so that he can exchange it and actually build our, our identity and build our relationship with him. Yeah. Yeah, I think the thing is, it's like, Paul tells us in the Bible and he's very clear about it. And now having walked through being single and now being married, like as Paul says, 
you are divided when you're married. Like mm. your time is not the way that it is when you're single. Like, yes, of course, the Lord is still number one, yeah. but now you have this whole other huge responsibility to take care of someone else, True. to serve someone else, to make time for someone else. I don't think I realized 100%. the gravity of that in my singleness as I do now. You don't have as much time you as don't. you did before. And everyone said it, but it just didn't like, hit me the way that it is now that I'm living it out. And that's why Paul says that, like, I'll talk about it a little later, but gifted singleness is actually a gift because you can give your full undivided devotion to the Lord. And when you're married, you cannot do that. Never mind when you start having kids. So it's like, this is your time now. Yeah. I think I was, I was talking to one of my friends a couple of uh, weeks ago and she told me, she has three kids. She told me, I have no idea what I was doing before I had kids. <laughs> I have no right. idea where did my time go when I had no kids and no family. Because now all of her time is going into that. And you will never, 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 never have this season that you have right never. now. So I think the single season brings, it could be, it brings so much heaviness sometimes hurt and loneliness but it on the other side it can bring so much beauty it can bring so much depth and it could be the most important season of our lives um it's just a way how do we look at it if we look at it from a perspective of the father that is not going to bless us the father who is not here to provide for us and we think we need to take matter into our own hands then it's going to be a super painful season but if we allow the lord to do whatever he wants to do with our lives whatever he wants to do with our future because he knows what's the best he knows what do we need then we are positioning ourselves um we are positioning ourselves towards surrender that's going to bring so much fruit later in our lives whether in marriage whether in more single season in our ministry Mm -hmm. wherever is just seize the season that you have right now like every single season that we have can be fruitful if we allow the season to be fruitful or are we gonna complain like the israelites are we gonna complain all the time and be grumpy and unhappy and discontent and mad at God and the world around us. Like, eventually, as we said, and as I said, the feelings and emotions are real, but there comes a point where we have to make the choice of how am I going to look like this? Am I going to use it, or am I going to go and where the Israelites were and then were 40 years in the desert? Or again, I'm going to just allow the, the, the mercy and the river of God to, to carry me. Yeah. So good, babes. And I think another thing, and I know this isn't a new tip. Everyone talks about this, but we want to go deeper. It's like singleness is your time to get whole. Mm -hmm. And there's so many aspects to that. For us, like we truly prioritized before meeting each other, like emotional healing and taking care of our past baggage our past wounds, our past hurts, past triggers, dealing with that with the Lord, having good counsel and Christian 
people around us to help us in that yeah. area so that our hearts were so just like ready to love, right? Like we dealt with that stuff so that we weren't going to bring that into our marriage. And that's something that I would urge every single single person. <laughs> every single single, single person. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> because this is your time to say, okay, mm -hmm. asking Holy Spirit, Holy Spirit, what are the wounds that are still like prohibiting me? What are the wounds that I still need to deal with? Even asking your friends that you trust, friends that actually care about your heart, like you can easily ask them like, hey, like in our friendship, like do you see any triggers that I have or any mm. like bad habits that, you know, I'm engaging in so that they can help you get closer, draw closer to the Lord and get whole and get healed. Because we talked about in another video, I think it was a YouTube video. I'm getting confused. There's so much content now. Yeah, right. About how so much of what you start off your marriage with is what you came in the marriage with. Yeah. So all of the baggage, all of the hurts, all of your 100%. preconceived notions, your patterns, your habits, all of that comes into marriage. Yeah. So the best thing you can do during your single season is to deal with that stuff, mm -hmm. get whole and pursue it at all costs. This is so important and so crucial because how many times do we hear about couples and about relationships? You know, maybe they're dating and things seem to be perfect and easy and fun. Yeah, because you're dating. You do not deal with the same things when you're dating versus when you're married. Mm -hmm. Even us, like I think we were yeah. surprised because we were like, oh, please. We heard that advice. It's like, oh, no, we're always going to be good. But when you're married, you will see the true depths of your heart in marriage. You will see the ugly sides of your heart. You will see your yeah. selfishness, your defensiveness, all of your defense mechanisms, your your clutches, your comfort zones, like all of the negative, horrible things 100%. in your heart will be brought up in marriage. Yeah, because like, as as you were saying, that that's such a good point. When you get married, you become one with that person, but marriage and the covenant you're getting into is a spiritual reality. It's in the spirit shifts are happening and making that nothing will be the same. And as you were when you were single or when you were dating or even when you were engaged, now it's not the same because another spiritual bond is here that's gonna as you said bring so much stuff and the enemy is involved too so that brings just such a heaviness that can be destructive to 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 you yeah mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah that's really good so yeah it's just deal with this stuff now while you're single because you will be super surprised at the things that come out and like i said just pursue it at all costs Read the books. Read the books about Christian emotional healing. What's the one that I'm reading now? What's it called? Uh, uh, emotionally Healthy Spirituality. Yeah, we'll put some links down below because we read a lot of resources. Yeah. Um, so like read the books, listen to the podcasts, uh, get your emotional healing sessions through Connect Up or Unbound yeah. or your local church. Whatever you have to do, make this such a priority. Not because the goal is marriage, no, mm. but the goal is your wholeness and you need your wholeness to do anything in life, never mind for your marriage. So that's really huge. Yeah. And I think the other thing too is like you can use this time to establish good habits because another thing in marriage that we realize is like, okay, 
there are certain things that you might lean on when maybe things aren't going well or you're bored or whatever it is. We all have our tendencies to do certain things, right? And when we're in marriage, we can literally almost like lead our partner into that same lifestyle too. So just Mm. take an inventory and ask Holy Spirit, like, is there any habits that I should be like refining and reforming in this season? Like maybe you spend too much time on Instagram reels. Maybe you spend too much time watching TV or you're not very good at keeping the house tidy. Like these little habits are going to be huge things that rear its head in marriage. So if you're not good at having like a servant's heart, Guess what? That's a crucial part of marriage. Yeah, sorry. Can so I, what can go go go, go. go? Yeah, I just I just want to say that's such a good point because you you, th- you think that once you get married that you're automatically gonna change. Oh, I, once I get married and once mm-hmm. I start this, this is gonna change in me. No, it's not. Mm-hmm. Like that's such a lie. It's like or for the for the guys like that. That's one common with pornography. Once I get married and I start yeah. having sex, I'm not gonna have problem with pornography. What? No. Right. It doesn't work like that. Nothing automatically changes once you got married. And that's why it's so important what you're saying. Mm -hmm, Yeah, mm -hmm. That's so good. Yeah. So it's just, it's super important. Just use this time now and actually do things in your singleness to prepare you for these things. For example, when I was single, I remember there was a time where I was living back home with my parents and I really just felt this urge from the Holy Spirit that like, okay, Even though you're single, right now your roommates, aka your parents, are the ones that you can serve and love as Mm -hmm. you would your future husband, right? So especially with my dad, like I was trying to have biblical habits of like, okay, how do I respect my dad as a man? Like how do I like not overtake him with my words or my opinions or whatever? And I was not perfect at it. But the Holy Spirit was already convicting me then of ways that I was going to be as a future wife later on. So use this time and literally ask the Holy Spirit to be like, okay, in my current season, what are the things I can start doing now before I even meet my future spouse to prepare me for that, you know? Mm -hmm. So that's just like a really good thing. Just use this time, get whole, get some good habits, figure out your past so that you're not bringing all of that into the marriage. And the other thing that I want to say, so this is going to be a little, might be rough for some people, but we're here to tell the truth in love because we care about everyone and this is really important. During your single season, you really need to check your heart to see has marriage become an idol? Mm -hmm. And I, this was my story, like marriage was an idol for me. Like Mate was talking about earlier, just like these dreams of what it's going to be like when I'm married. Those dreams aren't bad, but they were taking the place of Jesus. Like that that desire was bigger than my desire to spend time with the Lord and to have Jesus be the lover of my soul. And sometimes you can kind of get a sense if it's become an idol, if you have, I would say like resentment in your heart towards marriage. I think disappointment is normal to have that disappointment when you see another friend getting engaged and you're just like, I'm not even dating anyone. I think that's, it's a healthy thing to have disappointment and loneliness so long as you're bringing it to the Lord. But once we start to have resentment, like 
I deserve this. Oh, yeah. I'm not getting this. Lord, why are you not giving this to me? Like older son, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So when there's resentment in your heart towards marriage, then perhaps there's an unhealthy balance of where you're placing your faith and your trust in, hmm. whether it be marriage or the Lord. And this is the hard part that I have to say. It's that not everyone is called to marriage. So I think sometimes in your single season, people appease you and they're just like, don't worry, like your person's coming. Like you're not going to be single forever. Like I hate to break it to you, but some of us will be single forever because the Lord is calling you into that ministry of singleness. Because like Paul says, it is a gift for you to give your undivided devotion, adoration, attention to Jesus all the days of your life. You can do ministry way differently than a married person can. You can serve the Lord way differently than a married person can. So it's not a bad thing if you're called to Mm -hmm. singleness. And if you're called to singleness, the Lord will give you the grace to pursue that day after day. And he will give you strength and he will become your number one. But I think it's important to say because we don't talk about it and we just pretend like everyone's going to get married. True. Not everyone is pa- going to get Paul married. Paul says they're not. It's yeah, not exactly. our words. It's Paul said it. And I think it's so, I'm going to take you back to a time with the Lord and me when, again, I had marriage as an idol. He literally asked me, like, am I enough for you? Mm-hmm. If you don't get married, Kayla, am I enough? It's that moment like Abraham with Isaac to be like, okay, this is that one thing, the promise of a family, of this future that I'm holding on to. Am I willing to put that down on the altar and believe that God is faithful and that I trust him? It's hard. So good, yeah. And I was honest with the Lord. I was like, no, you're not, Jesus. Yeah. But I need you to show me how you can be enough. And that was a journey that I went through that kind of like your point earlier of just having a foundation in him that started that journey for me. But I had to be honest with him and be like, you're you're not enough for me right now, Lord, which is why marriage became an idol because I was searching for that in a future person and not the Lord. So I would definitely say it's hard, right? I think there's a healthy balance of you can contend for something. You can contend for mm-hmm. marriage and say, okay, Lord, I believe that marriage is in my future. I believe that you're calling me into marriage. I'm going to believe that it's for me. I'm going to stand on your promises. I'm going to declare scripture over my life, over my future husband. But there's that balance of not having it become everything yeah. to you. Not yeah. having it become yeah. the only thing that you pray about, the only thing that you think about, right? Yeah. So that would be my advice to those of you that are kind of struggling would be like, okay, Lord, I need you to be enough. I need you to replace this unhealthy desire where all I can think about is my future spouse. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because then you're putting your trust into your future spouse Mm -hmm. and not in the Lord. And that's the definition of an idol. Right. That's what an idol is. So I think you said it so well. Like we need to ask ourselves, Am I ready to sacrifice it? Am I ready to really surrender it to the Lord? Mm-hmm. We, when, when we are praying for our spouse or our boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, we are praying, oh Lord, I surrender this to you if you want, but are you really surrendering it? Right. Are we really? It's like you're surrendering it because you're not, you know in your head it's the right thing to do, 
so that the Lord can then give it to you, <laughs> you know? Right. But are you really, really surrendering that to Yeah, what's your heart posture? Yeah. And I'll say this to give you hope. Like, I think I probably laid down marriage on the altar multiple times <laughs> because some seasons it's easier than others. Some seasons it's like everything's going right. You're just like crushing your prayer time. You've got a good group of friends. You're involved. You're busy. And you're not really thinking about marriage. So it's yeah. easy to surrender it then. You're like, yeah, Lord, here I surrender marriage. That's true. But what about those hard seasons where all your friends are in relationships or married? Mm-hmm. You don't have anyone to hang out with. It's the winter time. It's cold. It's dreary. You're watching the romantic <sighs> comedies on TV. And you're like, true. I have to go to another Christmas with my family single. Mm-hmm. Those are the times that it's like, oh my gosh, okay, I guess I have to re-surrender this to you, Lord. Yeah. But he has grace and patience for us. Yeah, if we literally put it down on the altar 50 times, he accepts our sacrifice each and every single time. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. It's normal, guys. Yeah, it's a process. It is for a process. some, it's a process. It, it is. is. Mm-hmm. You did so well, babe. Thanks, honey buns. You crush it always. So I think there's something like as we were talking about this earlier and there was something in my heart that i wanted to share with Mm -hmm. peeps and we said it multiple times throughout this podcast it's like emotions and what we are experiencing and what we are feeling is real but then the question comes what am i going to do about it Mm. because when, as you said, it's a Christmas evening or whatever, it's a rainy day in the fall, you are all cuddly and nice drinking your hot cocoa or <laughs> pumpkin spice latte. Yeah, baby, PSL. <laughs> PSL. I've I'm, taught him well. I am Americanized. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm even like thinking of my own English words, like, you know, I'm just, <laughs> I'm out there. But... You're there at that position mm-hmm. and it's stinking hurt. And emotions, they have to be processed. Right. We have to tell them to someone or to the Lord, like whatever. But there is a big but here. The question, what are we going to do about them? Yes, we're going to process them. But there is there is a two-way, no, not two-way street. There's a there's 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 two different paths okay. that we can that we can take here. One can be Lord, I am experiencing all of this. I feel lonely, I feel disappointed. I'm hurt by you. I'm hurt by other people. I see you giving this to other people, Lord, and not to me. This is how I'm feeling. Like I'm sorry, but this is how I'm feeling. I need you. Lord, I need you. Like be my one and only. Like you be this longing of my heart. So that is I don't want to like go further into this, but you get the picture right, what right. i'm trying to say this is the one route that we can go and there's the other route lord i feel lonely i'm disappointed you're giving this to other you know what i'm done like i hate you i am done with you i'm angry i don't want to talk to you i am so disappointed what's the point of everything that i'm doing i'm doing everything right i'm doing everything that kayla said i'm preparing myself and it's getting worse i have not receiving Mm -hmm. any single message do you even hear me do you even see me and basically what you're doing even though you don't have to be this harsh in words that i was right now to paint the picture but basically what you're doing you're closing your heart towards the 
Lord. And instead of that hurt drawing you closer to him, in you experiencing more of him, you are actually experiencing less of him, closing your heart, withdrawing, and give like you're going far, far from him instead of closer to him. So that's a big difference in these two like roads that we can take when we start experiencing these right. things. And there's also one thing that sometimes the things that we are experiencing are purely emotional, which is normal, which yeah. is good. And like emotions happen every day. There are eight core emotions the scientists say that happen every single single day. That's normal, like right. fear, sad, hurt, loneliness. This is normal that we experience it. But again, you have two different roads, but you have something else here. Sometimes those emotions, if they are too overwhelming, if they are um if they're leading us to i don't know separate from other people from the lord if they are disconnecting us from ourselves from the world whatever it is maybe they are indicator of a deeper issue mm-hmm. and a deeper root yeah. and that is the opportunity to again come to the lord and say lord i feel so much let's say lonely mm-hmm. or hurt whatever it is that we are feeling lord what is the root of this? Lord, when did I started, when did I first started feeling like mm-hmm. this? When did this start? And there is a maybe an emotional healing that needs to happen. And the single season is actually here to brought this, to bring this up so that we can actually be healed. We can actually be whole and more prepared and ready for our next season of our lives. Mm-hmm. So again, there is so much opportunity in this single season and it's your choice. What are you going to do? Are you going to close yourself or are you going to draw closer to the Lord and work with him to see if there are any deeper roots and deeper issues that you need to go through this in this single season? Because every season in our lives is capable of producing fruit Every season, even the, the the worst nights of your single season can produce fruit if you change your perspective to turn towards the Lord and come to Him and not close your heart and be angry at Him. Like, again, we mentioned mm-hmm. the, the, the older brother in Luke 15. Yeah. Like, I've been serving you so many years. I've been doing this, this, this for you. And you haven't given me this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's so good. Yeah. I think... um it's okay to grieve mm-hmm. the loss of a dream or the loss of an idea yeah. of that, like what you had in your heart. Like for me, I had to do that. Like you said, like the roots of my emotions, especially during singleness, like I had disappointment when things weren't panning out, right? It's like, oh my gosh, like when is, when am I going to meet my, my person? Like yeah. when is it going to happen for me? But I had to be real with myself and bring it to the Lord to find out that I was believing this lie that maybe he's not like God's not going to fulfill his promises. Mm -hmm. Maybe his plan is not better than I think it's going to be. Right. I had the same thing. And like I had to grieve my idea of what my life would look like. I mean, I'm still grieving certain things. Like I tell you all the time, like. I'm so grateful for him, but I I wish that we met earlier in life because then there's a whole nother set of lies even in marriage where I'm like, oh my gosh, 
I'm 33 years old. When are we going to have our first kid? I always wanted to have three kids. Now is there enough time for me to have three kids? Like blah, 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 blah. So again, it's grieving what my plan was. And you can grieve your plan. You, most ladies, I bet, had this idea when they were in high school. I'm going to get married by 25. I'm going to have my first kid by 28. We're going to have our dream house by 30. Like whatever your plan is. It's also surrendering that and saying like, okay, well, I just passed my 30 something birthday and I'm not even dating anyone. So clearly my plan mm-hmm. is, is ruined. Right. Yeah. And it's grieving that and being like, Lord, I thought it was going to look this way and I'm, I'm giving this to you yeah. and not suppressing that because it's real grief and you can grieve that the Lord's not going to shut you out from that. I, I had the same thing. I, I gave up. I was like, I'm never going to have a wife. <laughs> it's probably never going to happen. And so, well, this is where we at, Lord. And again, men are a bit different and harder oh, yeah. with emotions and stuff. Yeah. But I was like, yeah, it, it sucked. Uh, but yeah, I kind of gave up. But also what I want to say to peeps, what we always say, if we met earlier, oh yeah, we would ruin it. Mm-hmm. My heart was not ready. Your heart mm-hmm. was not ready. Our life circumstances were not ready. Like there's so many things that that are, uh, were around us that we we would we would ruin it. It would yeah. not work. Logically, you know that, but you still have the emotions yeah. of grief. 100%. You know what I mean. So you can't ignore that, and you have to still deal with it. Yeah. One random thing that came to my mind is like, sometimes we think that God's not answering our prayers. But sometimes the Lord will place you in a season of hiddenness for your good. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Your season of hiddenness could literally be the Lord putting like an invisible like cloak on you and stopping anyone who is not your future spouse from even seeing you. You might feel like you're not desirable. No one's asking me out on a date. No one's texting me. No one's DMing me. And you feel like, oh, does anyone even like me? Yeah, maybe not because literally the Lord could be protecting your heart, protecting your purity and all of that to reserve it for your future spouse. And like, are you willing to go through, let's say he puts you through five years of that so that when you meet your future person, you can give them your whole self without the pain, without the baggage, without the impurity. Like, again, how bad do you want it? Do you want it? done right or do you want it done in Mm -hmm. your time and in your way yeah and from a man perspective i just want to add to that it's like there is not a single man on this planet earth that would like to that doesn't want to have his Mm -hmm. like pure and completely surrendered like bride Mm -hmm. for him because there is always like when you as a man hear that your wife, um, your girlfriend, whatever, already surrendered her full heart to someone, mm-hmm. uh, it could be emotionally, physically, like whatever was already surrendered fully to someone, like it stinking hurts. Yeah. It's especially to men, it's different how we look at it and how mm-hmm. women look at it. And ooh, like save yourselves for the husband because right. that hurt is real. Yeah. Yeah really good yeah he said a mouthful we had a lot to say had a lot to say Mm -hmm. so we really hope that we gave you some good tips and advices again this is the season for you to experience the lord to go deeper in him to get whole 
to work on your wounds, wounds to work on your heart, to work on uh, how you handle situations, how you treat others around you. This is also a situation where you have a choice. What are you going to do and how are you going to handle this season? So, and yeah, and this is a season that, that can be super, super, super fruitful. So good. Yeah. Yeah, so we just bless you guys in your singleness. Bless you. We bless this time of transformation, of revelation, True. of foundation. We bless you to prosper and to have an abundant single life yeah. because it is important and it's beautiful. Amen. And we will be praying for you and we are praying for you. Bless you guys. Bye.